We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And this week we're speaking to Lewis from Tasmania. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. I feel like this is actually our first official pee of the year. Yes, it definitely is. We had a couple of big snap peas, but this is our first guest. Yeah, it feels like it's back. We're really thrilled. The weather is pretending to be hot, but it's it's trying. Yeah. Mandy's got a floral (laughs) summer dress on with like slip-on shoes, and I was like, "Mm, she's enticing it. What's it called when you like visualise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's mood boarding the weather, but I'm not very good at choosing clothes this time of year. So well, anyway. no, it's just I mean, I just don't like getting Melbourne hot. Like, two I know, and it and, does happen. And I'm out, and then I'm like, I have to prepare for everything. I know it's hard, people. You yeah. don't know what it's like living in Melbourne if you haven't done it. But also, I know. People interstate are having a really hot summer, yeah, so you're like, that's be right. quiet about your cool yeah. summer. Well, we, we had one gonna... hot day. Yeah, we did. It was good. I got all that washing dry <laughs> so by like much one washing. o'clock. I was like, doing covers, sheets, <laughs> blankets, dog blankets. We're doing everything. I know. I felt like adding like, to my story and then I'm like, this is pathetic. I know, but people go to the beach. We do washing. Oh, washing. I just felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. I had a support worker over and I was trying to explain to her how great I felt. But she's young, so she's just like, okay, mum. But I felt like, so I had my kids over for dinner on the hot day and number one daughter and her partner, and he goes, we got four loads dried today. And I was like, yes, he's in. the circle, (laughs) the circle of life. (laughs) Anyway, we are boring our guest to tears. sorry, yes. So (laughs) would you like to say hello and introduce yourself? Hello, my name's Lewis and I'm from northwest Tasmania. Oh, Lewis, we're thrilled to have you. We really, really are. So, Northwest Tasmania, for people who are outside of Australia, what's your nearest big town? Um, probably Launceston. Launceston. Oh. So, that's um, sort of like further along. And yeah. I'm sort of up near Burnie. Yeah, yeah so Burnie. I'm, in, I'm in Burnie. Ah, great. I've been, I went to Launceston a couple yeah. of years ago for the Special yeah. Olympics. Oh, awesome. Yep, I loved it. I just oh. thought all those beautiful weatherborne houses. Oh, there's a little town, Um, yeah, there's a little town next to Bernie, which is Somerset, and that's where I live, and it's a really beautiful place. Oh, I bet oh, it is. Somerset's a cute name. Have you been to see the monkeys at the Launceston Botanical Gardens, though? Yeah, they're very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are very cool. <laughs> they just, like, got their own little place there. I love it. So we're going to get to asking your questions. Yep. So our first question that we ask everybody who comes on this podcast, what's your favourite? Oh, is it song first? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's been a while. <laughs> um, do you have a song that either lifts you up in really good times or a band or mm. actually a song or band that sort of gets you through the tricky times? I feel like like this was your hardest question in the I think entire it is. universe. It is. Yep, it is. And yep. so I had to really, really think about it and I was, I was like, 
Mum, I was like, so mum, what's my favourite song? She's like, Louis, I don't know, like, you're, like, you're the one who's doing the interview. So, and I eventually ended the song. Um, it's a song called um, You're Gonna Be Okay. Um, and it's um, by Jen Johnson. And it's um, like a really, really nice song. It's got a beautiful like classical classical music in it and stuff and um some of the lines in it say um when the night is closing in don't give up don't youth won't last it's not the end you're going to be okay oh. and i just feel like it's a beautiful song like during the really really hard hard times in life that um that you don't have to give up and that, mm. yeah it's really really beautiful so yeah, and sometimes you need and also ABBA, to tell you. like anything ABBA, dancing oh. queen <laughs> oh, that's like the soundtrack to my life and all <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, I think, yep. you know, you can Abba's be at a, a pretty cool so, yeah. party. Those are my two songs. So. Great, Lewis. Thank you. And then someone puts Abba on and oh. the dance floor just fills up. Yeah. All the generations are on. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, they will be added to, well, definitely. Yeah, something that everyone enjoys. Everyone. Actually, I have one friend who doesn't like Abba. Oh. Yeah. You know our friend who owns Community? Oh. Yeah. Doesn't like Abba. I know. It's weird. Mm. I'm still friends with her, but it is a bit of a bit of a red flag. <laughs> Well, if it wasn't for a sweet potato goes on, maybe he wouldn't. <laughs> no, that's insane. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Anyway, what about did you win any awards at school? Well, I won lots of awards. <gasps> I was one of those kind of people, kids get won lots of awards. So um, I in grade 10, and like I had big, big awards in grade 10 mm. at the end of your high school like journey. And I won the leadership award. Mm. I won the art award. I won like a merit award. And I won a lot of merit awards throughout um at high school and I also got a drama trophy in our local Stedford so wow. we all had to go and do like different acting pieces and I got a drama trophy because I did such a good job so <gasps> that was very special yeah, but cool. when it comes to sports I got lots of just participation awards oh uh, yeah <laughs> when it came to sports lots <laughs> of participation awards <laughs> <laughs> and in the end I didn't even participate I was like mum I can't go to school <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, that sounds terrific. So you felt like when you were at school, you got recognised. Yeah, yeah. When I got to high school, it was really, really special because um, in primary school, I had a really, really tough time and I didn't enjoy that as much. But when I got to high school, I really felt like um, I really came into myself and people saw me for um, saw me for, and I got to experience drama and music and mm. arts and it was just a really, really fun time for me. Like, there was so much else out there that I didn't even realise and I really, really stepped into myself in high school. So it was very special. Oh. To, to do high school. Fantastic. And our last and favourite question is why are you a P or part of the P community? Um, I'm a P because I was born with a bilateral cleft lip and lips. so, yeah, mm. that's why. Mm. Yes. Okay, so let's go back to the very beginning, which as you won't remember, says a very good place to start. <laughs> um, <laughs> and when did your parents know when you were in utero that you had a cleft palate or was that a... A little surprise when you were born. That was a massive surprise for my parents. I had no idea. So I went to all the appointments and stuff, and I was so excited because I'm the first kid. So ah. They were like all all excited. And it was really really special. And then um, when I was born, it was I came with this massive surprise. And it was, yes. Oh, had had no idea what what was happening so and it was a really really overwhelming and I remember lots of doctors coming in and mm-hmm. lots of people were checking me out and all this kind of stuff and they really I had no idea like I had not heard of it before or they just yeah but they loved me and, and saw me for me and oh. um but yeah it was pretty pretty overwhelming in the beginning yeah. very overwhelming I think and I, yeah. uh, that's 
like it so much like just not only my story but my parents story as well particularly in the beginning because I was so I don't remember half of it like half of my journey I don't remember and I look back and I look at some of the we were going through photos to get ready for this and I was looking back at my photos and I was like oh my goodness like I can't even this is me and this is yeah. where I come from yes. and now I look at where I am and I'm just like wow I can't believe how much I've grown and changed and all that kind of stuff so oh. yeah it's really really interesting yeah oh, it must be and we've spoken to other parents who've been through this but sort of the minute that you give birth and you have that surge and your protection the really protective overwhelming that you feel for your child to know that you're going to have to hand them back to medical people to do operations like I think those two worlds colliding must be really full-on yeah, it was the hardest thing. Mum, mum and dad having to give me away, like when I was three months old mm-hmm. for my first operation. That was like the most intense experience. And just trust these doctors and people that have only just really met and hope that they're going to do like a really, really good job. Mm-hmm. And yes. yeah, it's pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. Now you pretty did intense. email me saying you would love your mum to be on the podcast too, but we she works full time and we're a little bit stuck yeah. It wouldn't have worked times. out. It wouldn't have no, worked out. but yeah. you were very kind in saying that you would have loved her to tell some of the story too. So we just acknowledge that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a pretty special woman. Oh, uh, very is special she? Woman. Oh, I uh, bet yeah. she is. Yep, she would uh, have to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, but you you seem like a fantastic person. So you've all yes. done a good job, hey? Think so. Yeah, I think yeah. we have. All, we all have. We've all got through really well. So you had to have yeah. surgeries and you had to go to Hobart for that. And how far away is that? So that's four hours drive to Hobart, and mm-hmm. then another hours back. And so sometimes throughout the year, Mum and we would all have to go down to Hobart. Like I don't know, maybe it's sometimes in the early years, six times. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of a lot of driving. Mm-hmm. And with road work, it always seems to be road work whenever we go oh, to Hobart. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, it, it, it was quite long and exhausting having a kid and then um and then a few years later they had mum and dad had another kid as well and then and so we're three three of us now so yeah. um it's quite like it was quite busy and full on and my dad was running his own business logging industry business at the time and so he couldn't come down that often mm-hmm. either so it was really big for him to be able to take take time time mm-hmm. off to go down so mm-hmm. yeah it was it was um it's a long long uh, long trek down there mm-hmm. um from up here in, in somerset and bernie so yeah yeah, and I'm sure if there's like surgeries involved, you have to go the night before because you've got to be at the hospital at, you know, in the morning or whatever, or a pre admission or whatever. I think Mandy often says this, but something that living in a big capital city we never take for granted is our access to the Royal yeah. Children's Hospital or, you know, I mean, we could almost walk to a hospital from here. Yeah. So that's, I think, something that we probably don't think enough about for rural peas or peas in, um, just not in a capital city. Yeah. Yeah, even like my ENT appointments and stuff like that and um, and speech therapy, really, really hard to find people to be able to mm. do all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it was a it was a very big deal to be able to have to go down there and stay at accommodation. So we stayed at Ronald McDonald House a lot because it was, it was like financially it's a big thing as well. Too. Yeah. And you're staying down there sometimes two or three weeks at a time yes. or however long. And I remember mum and dad, well, mum and dad told me that um, when one time when I went down, you know, like halfway, halfway down, and I had a little bit of a cold and they had to um, – they had to um, like drive all the way back because they wouldn't oh, let me operate on me because I had a bit of a cold. Oh, so my biggest it, fear. It yeah, and you never moments. know. Yeah. Like, am I no. exaggerating this or is this a cold? When or? they take the temperatures of my girls yeah. and I'd be like, 37, 37. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> <laughs> we'd done so all this funny. preparation at home. Yes. We had everything and people ready. people had taken leave. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive. Mm. No wonder they've remembered yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we should also explain like what a cleft is because yeah. a lot of people don't really know. Yes. Don't really know. So, um, a cleft is when you've got um, your palate isn't joined together, and so it's not fused together. So it it comes as a part, and so my palate was a part, and also my my was a part, and um, um, six six hundred to eight hundred babies are affected by cleft lips or palates. So um, every one in every six hundred to eight hundred babies. So that's like oh, like that's quite a lot. common. But then I, there's only a few people that I I've seen yeah. in Bernie and stuff that have it. I guess maybe on the mainland or whatever else. But mm. yeah, um, it's 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 quite common. And so they have a cleft cleft clinic in Hobart for that. But yeah, it's, it was. Um, it was pretty in- intense and I looked quite different when I was young and I only sort of had like the top of my nose and so, yeah, it's a whole whole big thing. Mm. So when you went to, you said primary school was a little bit difficult. Can you tell us a little bit about what early schooling was like? Yeah, so I had lots of operations when I was younger and then um, I also, because a part of my um my my cleft and stuff I also had low motor skills right and so it took me a, a long time to walk so I ended up walking till I was about two and that was a big deal for everyone I walked on Christmas day for the oh. first time which was really, really special I so can imagine was, um, yeah, it was mum. Mum was asleep because she was pregnant at the time, but um, she came out and I was I was in there walking around, and that was <laughs> a really really big deal, a really really special time. Because mum mum was in the bedroom and she could oh she could hear everyone screaming and carrying on and stuff because I I started walking. So it's like the one yeah, time um, I lie down, the one time. <laughs> 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 yep, yep. So so yeah, what what was it? What were Oh, so what was primary school like? You were saying you had heaps of operations, but yeah, yeah. So I guess because every time I, uh, every time like I started getting going and moving again, there'd be like another operation yes. and just sort of set you back. Yes. And so and so with primary school, I guess I just it was just it was just tough because I didn't really fit in very much and mm. I wasn't sporty and we were in a bit of a sporty primary school mm. and so it was it was really hard to to sort of sort of fit in and figure out where I belong and stuff like that mm. so yeah it was it was a very different it was a different experience for me but but yeah it was and it was, it was challenging but it was I learned a lot as well so mm. yeah what were your teachers like were they supportive yeah they were pretty supportive because a lot of my most of my operations were before I was in primary school mm. right and so I had one or two operations in in primary school so I had like yeah, so yeah, they were, they were very supportive and lovely and stuff in primary school. So that was that was nice. Did you do anything outside of school? Like you mentioned, you know, not being that sporty. What were some of the things? Did you were you able to do anything extracurricular? Well, I think I tried everything, ah. and <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Not a lot of stuff stuck until really until I was in high school, and that's when I really hit my stride, stride and started doing music, and yeah. I found drama and all that other kind of stuff. But yeah. you know, I did like gymnastics, and we we tried all sorts of things. Yeah. And I did cricket, and what my PE teacher at primary school used to always say that when um when God was giving out coordination, I was standing behind the door. Oh, that's oh. nice, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but but she she was kind about it. I know it, but she's she said kind, that, like, but still. Out of, oh no! Out of everyone, that, like in a in the class, it was like, people that had such good abilities and stuff, and always wanted. Like a lot of kids, like just gave up and didn't really try. But I always you had kept determination yeah. and 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 resilience. 
weeks, which is something that you won't. It's just something that I guess is picked up when you have have it left. So yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. And were you having lots of speech therapy through primary school as well, or was that mainly in the early years? Yeah, well, I had it, I've actually had it like all through my yeah. sort of sort of sort of life because it's been a really really big thing to learn how to speak properly. So I think I had it in the early years, and I do remember having it in primary school because had um, my bone graft operation so that was mm. when I took bone from my hip and put it into my mouth huge. and that was a really big operation mm. that was a, like a really really a huge one and I had another one as well where they picked something in my throat oh. a phalange or something like yeah. that and so that was a, a really big a really big operation too as well and um, I had to have speech therapy after both of those yes. and I hated speech therapy yeah. absolutely hated it yeah <laughs> especially when I was when I was older because I like I like when you're a kid, it's fun because you've got all the toys in the game, and you go into the room and it's small, and you've got little seats, and you sit on it, and they've got all the little activities, and you do all the different things and color everywhere and stuff. But when you're like uh, when you're like in grade five or grade six, or yeah. you're at high school and you're having to do speech therapy, it's just not the same. And no, I never really. They can't really it, trick it wasn't you very fun, fun at no, all. No, they can't trick you. <laughs> Like, no, it I'm was just, it's just not it. So I, I actually sort of, by the end of it, I really had it, had enough. Mm. And there are still a few, like, words that I can't say. Say So I can't really say, like, your TH down very very yeah. well. I always, that always annoys everyone in my family because it's like, well, it's, you, you should learn how to say that properly. But just something <laughs> just don't stitch. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is yeah, who I am but, and um, you just got to get used to yeah, it. Yeah, well, Molly couldn't say the S word and then when I had her sister whose name starts with an S, I just thought I, I can't name her that because she can't say it. Yeah. But eventually she got there. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, that's good. There's all sort yeah, of, yep. yeah, but she had speech therapy right through to even through in the lockdowns but then she yeah. said enough. Yeah. She's done. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I had to learn how to like say the S sound. So I had to do like these ones where I went E. Yeah. And yeah, it was a, it's been a big, steep thing of like lots of learning how to speak properly and stuff. And and just my speech affected my ability to want to do drama in high school oh, and yes. all that kind of stuff. So, and when I had the first time I had braces, I had braces to, um, to open up my mouth for my bone graft. Right. Yeah. We've got videos painful. of when we went to Melbourne as a big family trip and I'm doing these little videos on my phone and I look back at the videos and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't know how anyone in my family could understand what I was saying. Yeah, and it was good, like really, 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 like, interesting to look back and think, mm. wow, I can't believe I've come so far. Yes. But it was really, really crazy. Like, I, yeah, because I was a little little boy with squeaky voice and like really really airy and yeah it was nasally and stuff but I'm so incredible to see how how far I've come with my speech so. and so much work yeah. like yeah. it's something that um if you have a typical child typically developing child you just take it for granted you're like oh they said a new word today oh they said a new word today like yeah. you can learn five words in a day and then you see other people, children, people with acquired brain injuries, um, really learning how to talk. Yeah, and it's it's really it complex. Is something you'd be so bloody proud of because it's hard. Yeah, I was always a chatterbox, so my parents didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> but it was just making sure people could understand me. So, what about yeah. food and eating? Eating, yeah. So um, when I was a baby, I, my parents had to use like a syringe yep. and like syringe food, feed me and stuff. And mm. so I had to actually have specially designed um, like bottles and stuff like that, mm -hmm. so that um, they could the babies could be could be fed 
properly. Like with a long teat, aren't they? It's a long sort of skinny teat. I think teat. so, yeah. yeah. I don't, can't, I don't, can't, don't know, I don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, I have to have a specially designed thing. And so mum had to do a lot of express feeding, yes. express feeding for of me. Course. And I think eventually she went to formula, yeah. which yeah. that was a lot, a lot easier. Yeah. So, yeah. What about which eating is, as a child? Was that tricky? Um, after surgeries um, and stuff? I think, yeah, I think it was. I mean, I... I always bounce back pretty quickly, uh-huh. um, which is really, really good. And I always say the mouth is your quickest part of your body to heal. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I guess when I was a child, it was all, um, I can still, um, now if I put water in my mouth and I push really hard, I can make water come out my nose. Oh, that's really a party trick. <laughs> yep. I'm sure your mum's like, great, people, yeah, good, good. <laughs> some people with flesh can actually shoot peas out of their nose, but I can't do that, so... <laughs> My doctor was too good. That it would have been good, good today. today. <laughs> For the peas. Yeah, two peas. I could have shot two out. One out. Damn that doctor being too good. Oh, how gorgeous. Well, then let's talk about high school and tell us about what that was like finding your feet. Yeah, and what music did you get into? Um, yeah, so when I was in high school, I um, I really sort of hit my stride and, like, I got to do drama and arts and mm. that was really, really exciting for me and I got to, um, I like, I actually, I was in grade 10, I was... I was not not popular enough for the SRC, but I got into um, got into um, yeah I elected for house captain, so I got house captain, yeah, which awesome. is really strange for me to become like a house mm. sports house captain because sports is not really my thing at all. But I used like, I was really really motivating the because we have like a quarter of the school and we have like four or five or six probably six assemblies throughout the year with our our house and yep. so they go through all of the sports information for each day and stuff and so I was um like really motivating and we had four of us and I make videos because I love making videos so <laughs> I would um like film videos of us like doing stuff and we would um we, we'd have like um like motivational videos and uh, do speeches and stuff and I've got a really really funny story from when I was in house captain Tell so us. um on the second second assembly or the assembly proper assembly i was standing up there and i was ready to do this like a really big motivational speech and so in my speech i was i was getting really excited and we're we're emu we're going to do a really good job we're going to have fun it's going to be really really awesome and participation's great and i'm going on and on and then in my speech i was going to say wtf yeah like like isn't it's an expression but i didn't say wcf i said the actual word (laughs) and the whole like like hard quarter of the school was just incredulous. Like they didn't like know what to say. And I looked over to my um to my like uh, house coordinator who's like my grade coordinator and she was like just in in shock like and amused and she didn't know what to do and it was like just a big moment. Everyone was just looking at her and looking at me and so like, what did I do? I just plowed on and kept going. But it was like one of the funniest moments in high school was good I when I swore in the house assembly and like no one will ever let me leave out. Oh, no, they no one would forget. Yeah. No, that, every way. reunion. Do you remember when he said "What the fuck"? Oh. Actually, from the front of the. <laughs> That's the best oh, it story. Was so funny! It was so funny. Luckily, my well, I still have a good relationship with my um grade coordinator. So she's. I bet you so she's, um, But it's funnier yeah. when it's out of character, right? Yes. So if you were like a, I don't know what they call them, Esche, yeah. horrible. I shouldn't say bogan, no. but bogan. Yeah. yeah, they'd be like, okay, what's he gonna say? But when it's this gorgeous kid, they're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit of a shock coming out from my mouth because no you one has shocked. really ever heard me swear before. So what? it was like, wow. Anything for how? Anything for how? Oh, house. So, weren't they lucky yeah. to have you? 
But here's what we need to take from this is that just because you're not ace at sport doesn't mean you're not ace at being around people who play sport and motivate them. Yes. I'm not very good at sport, but I love cricket and footy and women's sports and like you know we love the soccer and yeah you, but i'm no good at it no but i, I love, can cheer yeah and i would be good at motivating people yeah <laughs> so you can't yeah just... i am um, i even like for one of the videos i waxed my legs three for our athletes <laughs> carnivals and stuff and everyone thought that was so funny who was waxed his legs like i was in a bath with a wetsuit i remember one day i don't know all this crazy stuff that i did, did to motivate our yeah, our, um, our house to try and get participation levels just that's where all the points came from at high school was That's people right. that participated and there wasn't people participating and everyone would just like wag off those days and yeah. it's like not fair for all the teachers to put in so much effort and stuff and they can be really really fun so that's kind of what, and what we, were you what doing we you were building community like yep. you were good yeah. at that yep yeah so were all of your houses named after australian animals because you were emus yeah we had emu no yeah rivers so rivers in um bernie oh, so, so there's emu have Inglis and um, um, Tams, so the Tam ah, rivers, yeah, all rivers okay. in, yep, in yep, Burnie. Yep, yep. So, okay. yeah, so I was red. We bleeded red for emu. And actually, <laughs> now my brother, now my brother and sister have both become house captains as well. So ah. they've both taken after my footsteps. It's a family I have to like try and be that good, good, good brother and not like say when I was a house captain. Oh, you <laughs> sure can. My sister. My sister finds it pretty irritating when yeah, I say that. Yeah, of course. But Teenage that's, girl. That's the older sibling's job. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you can tell everyone yep. on these podcasts, so too bad. <laughs> yep, yeah, everyone will be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about drama then because drama is a big speech, in you know, Mm. part of it component. yeah so when i was um when i was in i love absolutely love drama and like i really like in my grade seven i like went to east Deadford and i had my first experience in east Deadford was really really ba- really bad because i got so nervous and mm. i didn't really do a good job at all but in the next year i went back and i did a really good job and we did monologues and um duologues and i had so much fun and then in grade nine and ten we have our big like productions so which uh, was Hansel and Gretel and so they they get these people from the um, UK to write a script and then we put like they do a fantastic job I think and um and so I really wanted to get like a major role and like I was practicing like we had our auditions and I was trying so hard and I had my my heart set on this role which I really wanted to get and um and then when all of the roles came out I didn't get it and I getting a small role I still had fun and we had a had, had an awesome time and it was a fantastic experience and one of those memories that you take with you for the rest of your mm. life but um because of my speech that sort of hindered me yeah. and so I actually had to really that was a sort of kicking the a kick to realize oh actually I probably need to my speech and yeah. I think I still had braces at good time and so it was still um it was still quite hard but over the net like it's incredible I was talking to my drama teachers about it in the grade 10 and they said that you I improved so much in a year or so since then and yeah so that's how yeah good what, on you, you could have really just disappointing you could have done but, it the other way and yeah, gone, gone really bummed and said I'm never going to do it again but you actually just kept You're going and wow yep yeah, and I still had a really awesome experience and it was so much but yeah, yeah. I think that's something to learn is to just always just be, um, yeah, sometimes failure is good. I yeah. think failure is always good. We need to hear that opinions. sometimes. Yeah, I think but we're she's all mum, scared Because we don't want our kids yeah. to fail in anything and we don't want any of you to be upset ever. I know. And then you want to ring up and say, don't you know how many surgeries he's had? He needs the lead role. That's what I would have wanted to do and I bet your mum wanted to do it too. 
But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was really good. It was a good experience, and I had so much fun, and I've still got a really good relationship with my drama good teachers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely be sending them after you start uh, to go. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, I think it's so amazing how, I was thinking about this the other day, you can feel sort of a bit out of it and then you go to like, I don't know, a concert or pub choir or something and you feel so a part of something because you're doing something with a group. Mm. And even if you're not like best friends with the people in the group, for that time you're really bonded. Yeah, to be in an ensemble. Yeah, it's yeah, just that's the it. best. Yep. Amazing. Yep, yeah. It's very, very special. Very, and so very special. Did you finish school in grade ten? Is that what you Is said? Is that the equivalent to year twelve in over in the mainland? Oh, it's so weird in in, in Tasmania. <laughs> so we, well, I finished grade ten um, at high school. We have college, which is separate. So you got year oh. eleven and twelve, where you do your get your ATAR and you do your. Got it. You so you go to a different building, a different. Place. Yeah, go to a, well. It depends if you're in private school. You go do it in the sort of the same yeah. the same thing. But because I'm in public system, I went to um went to a different building. So we went to Helly College and I did my right. sat my exam and all okay. that kind of stuff. And you there. still have so, the three terms. Yeah, so too. there's lots. School's just we know we have four terms. Oh, you have four, four terms. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you had three. Sorry, I'm lying. Yeah. I've apologized to all of Tasmania. I just know a friend of mine's kids have just gone back. Mm. So, so I know you're yeah, yeah. They come back. back so late. We only like my sister goes back to school tomorrow. Yeah, wow. really late. So, yeah, yeah. So very did late. most of yep. your friends from grade ten go to the same college, or how does that work? Oh out? yeah, all of them. Okay. Pretty much all of them. Okay. Yeah. There's a few people that go, yeah, but, yeah, it was because there's only one college unless you want to go to a private school. So. Right, right, right. And yeah. so how did you go, like, did, what ch- subjects did you choose? What was interesting for you? Um, yeah, so I chose, um, I yeah, I did, um, like, outdoor leadership, which was really, really fun. Oh. So I had to do, like, a, a leadership project, which was awesome, and we went and did tree planting, and, and then I did, like, English writing, so I did mm. writing stuff, and awesome. I did, like, you have to do your normal maths and English and English literature, and I'm trying to think now. It feels like such a long time ago. Yeah. It was only a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was pretty intense as well. Mm. I did I did art production as well where I did, um where I was, I was, doing like an art project and I made videos and stuff for that but yeah it was um it was it was really really good it was intense it was fun but yeah it was it was def it was yeah it was it was good and did you know what you wanted to do after year 12 well, originally I wanted to be a lawyer, so I had in my heart set like, yes, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to go off to uni. I'm going to go to um, Brisbane. I had wow. all, everything planned wow. out, ready to go. I had like, my accommodation was sorted and everything. And then I got to the end of the year after my exams, and I was so um, burnt out yeah. after them. Yeah. And- tired and stuff and so I ended up um having like I was going to have a gap year so mm-hmm. I, I set out full intentions to have a gap year and that lasted six months because then I got bored yeah and so now, now I'm um now I'm doing uni online with Swinburne in Melbourne so I'm doing uh, media and communication which is really fun and so, you like awesome. it I love it it's so great it's a lot of different gone? I imagine 
Laws out or a law might come yeah, back. Yeah, laws out. Laws out. Yeah, laws out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so why hopefully, um, it's so important yeah. to not have your heart set, and I'm probably speaking to adults anyway, but, you know, I know one of my kids really wanted to do this thing and then straight away she's like, oh, no, this is not for me. Yeah. Like it's just so different when you finish school to when you're in school. Of course. Get out and like clear your head and look. Oh, there's so much other stuff going on around. Yeah. And, um, and they put so much pressure on so you to much. figure out what you want to do in year 11 and 12. Yep. And so many unrealistic expectations on mm. kids. You know, just need to just have fun and, and be kids or, or, or a lot of us. And so, and something else I've noticed, which is a little bit interesting, is that all of my male friends have ended up having gap years and yes. um, staying and just having a rest and stuff. Mm. And a lot of the females have gone off and gone to uni and, and jumped straight kids. into uni, mm. which is really interesting. So mm. how that works. And I do say that um, men's brains take longer to yeah, I think they're about but... 65 by the time they fully develop men's brains. <laughs> <laughs> Got a while to go, Liz. <laughs> so how did you choose Swinburne? Did you think about moving to Melbourne? Is it all online? What's... It's all online, yeah. So it's all online. So I did think about moving to Melbourne and stuff, but I've got a strong community of friends yeah. here and stuff. Yeah. And so that was really what kept me kept me grounded and kept me here. So right. I ended up staying here. Great. So it's like remote learning. It. Yeah. It is, it is. And you've got, like, you connect with my, your teachers and, mm. like, send them messages and stuff like that and I can save my money here and yeah. I, I can live in at home and I can still, if I want to, like, get out of the house, I can go and study at the library or mm. whatever and so it's good. I now let's it. talk about so, the important yeah, thing. Yeah, I was just saying there's a really, not that you're not, you are the most important thing, but the thing that, the we, thing love. that we love is what your dad does for a living. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's an IGA. He works at, um, he's, he runs an IGA. <laughs> He runs the IGA. Let's oh, not. my gosh. He's, he's a manager. He's, he's a manager. the manager. Well, he owns it. He, he owns, owns it. it. He's, wow. look, I Listen, don't know anyone that owns an IGA. has the best, like, um, popcorn, right? So tell your really? dad to get the popcorn machine in and make movie popcorn. Oh. <laughs> that will change yeah. his life. Yep. Everyone and buys there it. There you go. It we'll see. We'll see. out the door. Yep. Our yep. IGA has the most expensive orange juice. Have you got an orange juice machine that you can make it there? Oh, no, we don't no. have one of those. And I, no. Look, I wouldn't recommend it, but I am obsessed with the people that do it because I'm like, how much money have you got that you <laughs> you can get? Have you seen how expensive it is? Yes, it is I I've so never done it. Never. No. But I will hang back and go, oh, okay, wonder what car you drive. Because- so you, you said your dad and your mum had career changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both had career changes in the middle of their life. So mum was originally like, this is a really funny story about my parents. So my dad worked in the forestry industry. So yep. he was out like cutting trees down and making money, like like logging trees in Tasmania plantations and stuff and um and then he worked in sustainable timbers tasmania and mm. then my mum she was a um, environmental sort of greenie person so oh, she was out wow planting trees <laughs> and, and growing trees and going to people and like telling them not to cut their trees That's down huge. That and that ended up amazing and so, they, so, how so they were that? sort of a bit on opposite ends i mean your dad was doing sustainable but eventually but like they met yeah. each other and so they didn't have a big fight the first time they had a chat no, no, they loved each other. They were oh, just straight really, away. Like, oh. Straight away, it was beautiful. So, oh. so yeah. So now, um, my dad like um found an IGA with his best mate, and so they they own an IGA together, which is really really best cool. Best job ever. It's so fun to see them enjoying that. Like yeah. I think secretly they they both got an IGA so they could talk to each other all day. <laughs> Look, this way maybe what Mandy and Listen. I do. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> planting hands. a seed here. <laughs> and then what did your mum go on to do? Yeah, because she and then she like when we we had when she had 
she stopped and so she was fortunate enough she mum and dad chose she, she would stay at home mm-hmm. and spend time with uh, with us and do all the quality time and, and yeah. raise us and then once my sister was in kinder and stuff she went back to sort of um working at cradle coast nrm and then now she's and then she started starting to be a teacher and so and my first my first day at grade seven was her first day um teaching so she's been Aww. teaching now for up to seven years seven Aww. eight years now so she loves it i bet she's an so, awesome yeah. teacher I bet she She's is. beautiful. She's yeah. an awesome teacher. Oh. Yep. oh. Amazing. So she teach at the school that you went to? She was, yeah. So I left in time and for she her. Went. And, <laughs> yeah, she went. She, she came. So, so yeah, she teaches at school that I was, was at. So, yeah, she's very, very awesome And you very work awesome at the IGA? Sorry, going back to that. You work there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I work there yeah, part-time. So, yeah, I work there yeah, like probably 23 hours a week. Where are you? Yeah, I work. Well, yeah, we have the whole the whole sort of thing. So I'm up the front. I serve and cook chickens and oh, cook yeah. pork and and do all, and serving the deli and do all that kind of stuff. So I work, work there. Um, throughout the week and then I study as well um, in the afternoons and at night time. Yeah. So that's good. And the other yeah. thing we want people to know about is you've got a YouTube channel, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I've got a YouTube channel. It's called Lou Life. There's not, I mean, 30 subscribers. Come on, Massive please. Oh, come subscribers. on. We can at we least can get it to 31. We can, we can get to 31. I'll follow it. <laughs> Maybe even 30. Yeah, Are you on TikTok or anything? Pretty, or? No, just, just on YouTube. Just YouTube. I want to create a genuine fan base because yes, who knows what kind of people would see my stuff on TikTok. I okay, want, fair. Yep. Yeah, yeah, YouTube, yeah. Taking, yes. it right, taking it wrongly. So, yeah, yep. yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm on, on YouTube, which is really, really cool. So, so we'll put all that info in the show notes and mm. we'll tell yep. everyone where to find you and follow yep. you. And the other thing yep. is yeah, that'd be fun. that you sent us a speak pipe telling us about the name of your car. Yes, Mandy, <laughs> my car Mandy, Mandy the Mazda. <laughs> Mandy the Mazda. Mandy the Mazda. Uh. <laughs> it's just the best joy yep. of my well, life. I think, I think when I um when I first got my car, I must have been listening to you guys, and so <laughs> I was like, right, I'm going to call my car Mandy. It makes sense. It's, I feel like I need to have a middle-aged woman car. <laughs> All my friends used to always call me a middle-aged woman, so I might as well, might as well give is, my car a middle-aged woman well, name. The greatest compliment you can have. It is, because actually. let me tell you, we know what is going down. That's right. We're amazing. We are, we're people. amazing. Yep. We've lived a All life. Right, and your next Mazda. car has to be a Kia, okay. so you can call it Kate. Kate the Kia. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. Mandy is expensive. She's got Ooh. insurance, and that look, that she's is high expensive. maintenance. I'm, I am high maintenance. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm yep. easily pleased. But That's true. I am. You probably yeah. put diesel in, and she'd still run. But. I mean, I just have injuries every five minutes, so I hope Mandy the Mazda doesn't have, you know, breakdowns or anything. Yep. Yeah, she, yeah she's pretty good. good. My parents chose a good car for she's me. She's better than me. <laughs> this Mandy has a few breakdowns. I have breakdowns every. I have no time for a breakdown, but I have breakdowns at least once a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your hopes and dreams for the? For the YouTube channel, what do you want to do with that and what do you do on it? Oh, I just make videos. So I love Christmas and stuff, so it's more of a hobby. Yeah. So I um I did I had 24 days of Blue Life, so like Vlogmas. Oh. And so I uploaded lots of Christmas videos throughout December. And then I also just like, it's just whenever I feel a creative urge yeah. or a twitch, yep. I put a video out there, which is really, really cool. So it's just my little thing that I get to do. And whether 30 people or 300 people yeah, or matter. no one watches it, I've, I'm doing it because I have fun. Yeah, so right. That's why I do it. Yeah, that's absolutely. Why oh, the peas will follow you, don't worry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll give you some peas. <laughs> and also, can we talk a little bit more about my question stuff? Or yes. Like... Talk about it as much as you yes, want. Yes, I'm sorry. We're missing things. Go for it. Yeah, that's all right. So um, I guess when I had my first 
depression when I was three months old. And so one side of my lip came apart. And um, and so yeah, it actually had like, it was a really, really stressful time mm. for three months old because um, it, it, like it, it didn't work properly, and um, and I had to have an, I had to have another one again to fix that when I was six months old, mm. and then um, if it weren't for like the people in my life supporting like my parents and stuff, like without them it would be really really crazy. So yeah, um, it was it was it was a pretty stressful time for my parents when that didn't work out, yeah. but luckily the second time it worked, and so it was a lot better. But I've had so many operations. Like looking back, it's been a lot. Like I had my second operation when I was six months, and I had another one when I was nine months. Mm. So yeah, and also I really wanted to talk about my um, plastic surgeon because yes, they are workers. Tell us. So um, his um his name was um Frank Kimball, and um. He um he was absolutely amazing. He always um wanted to be called Frank, not not his last name. And because my parents were a bit stressed out in the beginning and stuff, and he knew that Dad was quite stressed out, so he gave Dad um his phone number so he could call him whenever he wanted to oh, wow. about anything and get in contact and stuff. And um he's got a picture of me on his desk at home, oh, um, which yeah. is really really special from when I was a little boy. And um um. He want he wants to be invited to my wedding, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> one day, whenever that happens, which would be pretty cool. Um, and it's just such a special relationship yeah. having having that relationship. And it's one of those things that's totally unique because no one else, like really, really quite knows the mm. relationship we have with this person no. and this weird affinity that you have with yes. this this guy that's like helped create your face, yes. which is really really special special for me and my smile and who I am oh, yes. but it's down to him and what he did so I'm so so grateful for him and all the work that he's done oh. and um it was very very he's a very very special man so yes. have you got a photo with yeah. him yeah I've got two so I've got one when I was a little baby and stuff and then we got a photo at my last opera my last checkup because I still had to go down for checkups every year oh, even yes. right up until until I was 19 so mm. then it was a really big momentous day when mm. I didn't have to um have have any checkups or anything again and so it was kind of got to a point where I was like did I want to have another operation on my nose and now we're talking about whether or not that would be something but at the end of the day my nose works well and yeah. I look okay and so yeah. it was more about my decision about whether I wanted to have my nose look a little bit different and maybe a little bit more pointed or whatever right. and so I sort of sat down and he sort of said look it's your decision and maybe a few years earlier I would have said definitely yes like I remember I was a little bit younger and I really wanted to have it done just mm -hmm. that was an area of insecurity for me yeah. and my nose so I really wanted to um to, to it yeah I was really quite insecure about how I looked but mm -hmm. again as I've got older I've just my parents and people around me have been so supportive and and loving and kind and encouraging that I've really grown up with a lot of confidence in myself and so I decided that no, I don't actually want to have another operation. Mm. I'm quite happy with how I look, mm. and and so that was a, a big decision. But I was very confident in saying no, I don't want that to happen. Well, so. that's age appropriate. You're yes. an adult now. You can start to take. You know, that's. I remember that yep. feeling for myself. Yeah. We were the ones always saying yes, and then when's the time for the girls to start taking control of those mm, questions mm. from surgeons? Mm, it's a really big yeah. deal. Yeah, it's a big yeah deal. and I'll tell you what, when you're in that room, because we have cleft clinics, so yeah. in cleft clinics there was, um, we had an audio audiologist, yep. we had a clinical um, nurse consultant, a dental specialist, 
specialist. Um, we had an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. We had an orthodontist. Yeah. There's a pediatrician. A lot. There's a good jaw, good jaw guy. I don't even know what his professional title was, but he was, he was always <laughs> like talking about like me and my jaw and yeah. you know, having a jaw operation. And then um, our plastic surgeon and the speech pathologist as yeah. well. And so you go into that room That's and you've got like, five or ten minutes oh. and it's like really, really overwhelming I and there's lots of feels. people everywhere. Yep. And mm-hmm. my plastic surgeon always had like a really big team of people with him like trainee doctors mm-hmm. so they're all looking in my mouth and he's telling me my the last stories telling me about what he did and how i gave him his first gray hair and he's going through all that he's going through all that stuff and then mum's over in the corner and she's talking to someone about something i've got to have my ear on her trying to hear what she's yeah. what she's saying she's got some important always an important conversation and then there's what i'm listening to and lots of different voices and stuff and it's really like a really overwhelming really? environment and really 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 quite I don't challenging know how they can but- do that better Hmm. Yeah, but it's very, very awesome that they could all be together in the same yes, room. Yes, I guess. And it's why. very, very special. And sometimes when decisions have to be made, it's really, really good that everyone's everyone's there. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just one of those things, I guess. But yeah, it was it was always quite overwhelming. But it was yeah, really, really awesome that they could all be together. And it was kind of like going down and seeing family sometimes. Yeah, yeah I used to I feel like so. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And do you yep. have uh, friends from the Cliff Palette world? Is it like this is or is that not a thing? Well, there is just with Cleft Powers Association, which is a Taz Victoria thing. Mm. And my mum was a president for that for a long time. Mm. And so she, um, when when I was younger, we, we went over to Melbourne and we ha- went and had like a few nice meetings and met people at um, the Royal Children's Hospital mm. and stuff. And so, and she was really heavily involved in that. Kind of like connect people, and um, we. I remember I'd be like a child going with mum, and she'd talk to new babies. We had a few times in Fernie yeah. where there'd be um, parents who had kids with less, and she'd go in and give them support, and oh, they create a book and, and mm. all that kind of stuff. And they'd go in and give them the um, breast, like the, um, the, the bottles and stuff. Mm. And so that was a really cool thing to see and do and be a part of. And um, and we did have a few meetups and stuff. And sometimes when you go down there you, and you're sitting in the waiting room, you see a few people that you know. And we did make a few friends, like mum and dad, really close friends with another couple who had a kid who looked exactly like me mm-hmm. and had the same thing going on. We actually had both had blonde hair and we were mm-hmm. really little. And so um, we sort of formed a little bit of a connection. But it's really, really hard. It's, there's not as much sort of like community stuff yeah, going yeah. on it's not as as like bigly t- big talked about as as other things sort of are and yeah, so yeah. it'd be really cool if i could meet more people that are, oh, that are like me and a lot yes. of people who have clefts aren't as confident as i yes. am and I aren't as outgoing and loud and talkative mm. and stuff like that mm. and so and that's like i'm very very outgoing and my family knows how loud so i, I am and so <laughs> what's that that's what why i you think say? you should be on tiktok Probably should, hey? Well, no, but I understand what you're I saying. Understand. But yes. you can turn comments off. You can not allow stitches. You can do all sorts of things. There is, there's arseholes everywhere. Yeah, that's but right. But also there's... I, I think that's... Yeah, that's probably why. I, I, I get that, but there is some lovely communities on there. Yes. Really, really lovely communities. There are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know. Yeah. That's fine, of course. It's all right. We'll get you 32 yeah. followers. We will you. get you. You've definitely got 32 today. As today. <laughs> <laughs> how does it feel? I want to know how does it feel having your mum be a part of the cleft, you know, Vic Taz. How does that feel as a child knowing your mum is taking on that role? 
Yeah, it was really, really awesome that she could do that for a period of time. And, um, yeah, it was really, really special that she could champion that and be a voice for me and stuff like that. And um, it's there's, like, a lot of stuff, like, and changes could have happened. And, like, when I first went down there, we used to have our, all of our appointments in the um, Hobart Hospital. And so that was really, really big thing um, going, going in there. But then recently they've got a new clinic. And so that's a lot better to be able to go there and, mm. and there's a little bit more space and stuff. But, but yeah, she's been a really big champion of, of mm. um and stuff like that and it's really really awesome to know that you've got someone on your side and in your pocket and so Aww. yeah it's very special she's not not a present anymore there's mm-hmm. no. obviously other stuff you other can't always do but, it no no it's for a but season yeah and i think also just now with everything being online and stuff yeah. and there's not so much that sort of community stuff and everything has to be fun, fun, funded and financed. Yeah. But I'm sure it's definitely still still um, big in Victoria, I think, and stuff. Mm, so, I'm sure it yeah. is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. Have we missed anything, Lewis, that you want to keep talking about? Is there anything we've missed? Um. Oh, yeah. So, well, actually, when I was um, younger, I was petrified of Santa and of dress-ups and stuff, <laughs> and that was, like, absolutely petrified. Like, ah. when I was – before I was even – Mum had to sit me down and we had to have a little bit of a chat about Santa, if right. you know what I mean. Yeah. And um and um but even before I was in kinder because I was so scared. Aww. And one of the one of the things but reasons behind that we sort of figured out and learnt about why was because um when I was a baby and all of the operations and stuff I people would have masks on yes, and yes. all the, the equipment and stuff. And so, like, but just before you're about to, like, go under with yes. anaesthetic and stuff, um, you you would see that. And so mum and dad reckon that's probably where I've got oh, all scared and yep. petrified from. I'm sure. And so um, thankfully I've gotten over that, <laughs> grown out of that one. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty big big deal for my parents because yeah. I remember we used to have, like, fun shows and, like, you couldn't go to the shows or anything like that because I'd be so scared or mum would have to walk blocks around Bernie trying to avoid the Santa oh. at Christmas time. Oh. So, yeah. But it's yeah. true and I, I, it's taken me a long time to realise that the trauma can be there that we can't remember it as adults yeah, or but as, your body. as teenagers. But, yeah, or yeah. your mind, this did happen to you. Yeah. And, yeah, I know a friend of mine fosters children and – you know, she got one little girl at like six weeks, but the trauma was quite, you know, ingrained. And in yeah, so the little girl can't remember, but yeah. her body remembers. So yeah. yeah, I think seeing people with masks and Lights. hats and all of that, and and Santa does have a hat, yeah. and a, you know, like the beard is like a mask. Yeah, and yeah I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're little, it's really, really overwhelming. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, lots of children yeah. are overwhelmed by Santa, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and also when I was little, I um, had lots of grommets and ear problems from oh. my cleft as well and because oh, right. everything's connected and yes. fluid yeah. and in your mouth and your face and stuff. And so I had to have, like, lots of grommets, like lots and lots of appointments and stuff for that and lots of trips to the ENT doctor, like so many appointments and in my life resolved? I had. And, well, yeah, it's, a, it's been resolved now, but I do have a damaged ear on my left ear. I did have to wear a hearing aid for a while, right. but I don't have to wear it anymore. But it was a yeah, so there is a damaged ear on my in my left ear. But right. but yeah, it's it's been one of those ongoing things which was a bit challenging. Yeah, oh, very challenging. Yeah, I think, and then your hearing's affected as a child yeah. because constant ear infections yeah. and yeah, 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 yeah. It was a big thing. Oh, yeah, gosh. Mm. Well, you have been a delight to speak to today. 
Oh, thank you very much. I actually just wanted to say how much I love you guys and you guys are so awesome champions for um, people without voices and stuff like that. So you guys are very special people and I'm so, so honoured to be able to share my story with you guys and I hope that it uh, encourages and inspires other people as well that, um, that you don't have to be – we don't often get to choose our circumstances no, in life. of course not. We're, choose to get what, what we have but we can choose how we want to deal with it yeah. and um i'm very very grateful grateful to be able to um to have yeah really overcome all the challenges in my life and stuff and thankful for the support of my community and mm. all that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah. and good parents yep you had good very parents. good parents and, and also think... strong community like we had one woman when i was little who came over and vacuumed and stuff yes. and we're so grateful for our church as well and oh. um people oh, that have been loving us really kind and um it could have yeah. gone it could have gone either way like my parents could have totally walked away and yeah. I, obviously i'm very delicate and sensitive about that because it's not everyone's story yes. no, 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 but it's still... has, has had guts has had a story that we've had but um it could have they could have very easily walk, walked away yes. and been really really hard and challenging and over but um, okay. yeah, but thankfully, there's so many loving people in yeah. our community oh. who have loved and supported me, and um, um, and loved my parents and prayed, and and it's yeah. crazy to think that people were they're going to no longer with us, but um, were supporting my parents and supporting me when I was a little yes. kid, and oh. I don't get to see, but I I am walking and get to hopefully like. Like, do them well and do them justice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the so. pride of your community, sure. Lewis. I am absolutely sure. Thank you yes, thank so you. much. Thank you for giving us your time. We yes. love that you listen. Yeah, and <laughs> like, you are number one of 2024, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So we are yes. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you and keep That's driving so Mandy the Mazda. And keep, keep sending us updates. Yep, let people know yep. how you're going, okay? Send us a speak pipe yeah, in a couple of weeks and let us know how many listens you've got on yeah, your YouTube channel. Yeah, we want to know. It's yeah. in the show notes, yes, people. Yeah, Definitely check out my YouTube channel and I'll definitely have to get a TikTok happening. Well, you know, think about it. But it's a way to reach people a different way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, lots more people. Yeah, yeah. I think you are a person that the world needs to hear more of. Yeah, you so, are. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be more opportunities and stuff. And I love like speaking and sharing my stories. Yeah, so, and you're yeah, studying and the right thing. So good yep. you know, yeah. good on you and watch out world yep. for Lewis, okay? Yep. And the Mazda. I'm All so right. excited. <laughs> we will let you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you. Thank you. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.